Welcome to the Dog Show Show podcast, presented by the Staffordshire Bull Terrier Society of New South Wales and featuring Kim Reader. Welcome to the latest episode of the Dog Show Show, of course. Week in, week out, you're here with me, Adam, Barb, and Kim Reader, our designated expert. That's, is that well, we're certainly not experts. No, no, we're getting much better. We're, I think we're better now than we were when we started. Oh, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> well, at least we know what dogs are now. Oh. So that's good. We, oh, you know what dogs shows are now. We do. We do. We've started them as well. We know which way's up. <laughs> um, all right. So it was a, a, an interesting week. Before we talk about what we actually want to talk about, though, um, I want to talk about Buddy Holly. The singer? Oh, yeah. yeah. No. The singer? The, not the singer. No, the best in show at the Westminster Dog Show. Mm. Okay. Uh, uh, now, I, I can't remember. The, a PBG, Petite Bassett Griffin Verdan, I think it was. Is that, am I, have I got that right? Or yeah, you're pretty close, yes. Yeah. With your Aussie accent. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't be any more bogan if I tried, really, could I? But, um. Yeah, but yeah, here I've brought it up on the Google machine. Thank you very much, Google. Petite Bassett Griffon Vendine. Yes, that's okay. right. P- uh, a hound. Yes, the hound group. Yeah, and and from the thing I'm reading here, which is a Fox Sports uh, article, is that apparently this is the first for this breed. Exactly, and the dog used to live in Australia. Oh, really? No, he's an Aussie dog. Oh, we'll claim him. <laughs> oh, that's what we do. To- of course, he was shown here. Right. So yeah, he's um, he's an, an international dog. So there were Australians there that were there to, um, you know, vouch for him and and clap for him and yeah. and everything. But yes, yeah, very nice and very nice for that breed. The first time it's ever happened because there were some very nice dogs in the lineup, um, and we were really excited that. Um, First American Staffordshire to get the group as well. Oh wow! Uh, that was very exciting for that breed, and and uh, also another very lovely specimen of the breed. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, I see here an Australian Shepherd won the herding group. Yep. Yeah, and Trouble, Trouble, the American Staffordshire Terrier won the Terrier group. Yeah, Trouble. Yes, yeah. it's lovely, isn't <laughs> it? Um, it was very exciting, and it would have been so exciting for the breed. It would, yeah, and I guess it, it's it, does it do something for the like? Would they see like a, a spike in people wanting the that particular that type breed. of dog now? Would that be? Is that does it have that roll on effect? Oh yeah, it can do. Um, it can do where people it makes them more popular. Yeah. Um, or people get gain interest in Westminster is very good because they have the dogs there. Um, and they have, like we do here, and, and you've experienced it, the dogs have uh, a, have a meet and greet with the public. Yeah. And um, so they get to meet and greet the dogs. And, of course, they go on a big um, tour after they've won. They go on the talk shows and mm. have their photos taken all over New York and um, become a, the dog becomes a celebrity, really. Mm. Wow. So, yeah, people are, are very much drawn to... Knowing what the breed's about after Westminster, yeah, so well, yeah, it was lovely for that dog to and that breed to win. 
look, I, I'd never heard of this particular type of dog. I'm looking at the other the, the other groups, Buddy Holly in the Hound Group, Rummy the Pekingese. My mum had Pekingese when she was younger. Um, yeah, he's a nice breed too. Winston the French Bulldog. Ribbon well, Australia. he's a celebrity already, that French Bulldog. <laughs> is he, he's beautiful. Is yeah. he really? Oh, and he, what, what he does is his handler, a friend of mine just judged in the US, and he put him up for best group one. Mm. And um, the tradition for that handler is, is that at the end of every show that the judge must have a photo cuddling the dog. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Ribbon, the Australian yeah. Shepherd, side of the English Setter. Monty the giant schnauzer in the working group and, of course, trouble, as we mentioned before. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, like I said, the other breeds I'm all pretty familiar with, but I'd never heard of the... Uh, and I'm yeah, gonna say it again. Say, <laughs> I'm going to go back to the proper... Uh, the petite... Uh, what did we say? They just call it the PGB. The PGB. <laughs> they they changed yeah. this. The petite yeah. Bassett Griffon Vendine. Yes. I'm sure that it's got a different whole different thing but yeah so there you go i mean if we see a sudden surge in you know advertisements for people wanting to sell that particular breed of dog we'll know that um buddy holly's had the had the influence yeah. he's an influencer yeah. Well, yeah. well there is no um mass production of those to be honest with you i don't know that um the breed the breeders or the the guardians of that breed the caretakers would allow for mass production no. um mm. very much um you know, a, a breed that um, is, you know, very much taken care of. So I'm not sure that would happen, but we'll be interesting. We've got, we've got Daisy lodging a protest over here going, hey, what about me? What? <laughs> why didn't I win? Yeah, 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 because you're not well behaved enough, that's why. <clears throat> um, all right. So speaking of dog shows, because, well, we, we are, um, but the, the thing, you know, you posted something interesting on the, the Staffordshire Bull Terrier page through the week, and it feels like this kind of, with Westminster going on, they kind of did they did they sneak this out? Like, this was was it a sort of a bit of a thing where they went, Westminster's happening over here. Let's put this press release out because you you put this press release out from uh, the Kennel Club. Yeah, well, and this is the, the English American Kennel Club, Club, isn't it though? Yeah, it's the English Kennel Club and the American Kennel Club is very different and. I don't think that um, necessarily the English Kennel Club take any other Kennel Club into consideration when they're doing a press release. From what I've uh, noticed is, is that this sort of um, announcement was going to be made way back in 20, I, I expect, it, and there are, there is information on the internet about the proposals uh, of doing these types of changes um, all that way back, but I guess the pandemic got in the way. So yeah. it's only taken now for it to um, to be released and when dogs have come back to dog shows and things like that. So for people that haven't read it, and I guess we'll just go through it and kind of pull it apart um, mm. as we go through, uh, the Kennel Club News release, uh, reserve challenge certificates to count towards the title of a champion or show champion. The Kennel Club is pleased to announce that following the May board meeting, it has decided that dogs which win two challenge certificates in addition to five reserve challenge certificates will gain the title of champion, show champion, effective from 1st of July 2023. So just to stop there, what is a challenge certificate? What, what does that actually mean? Well, 
Well, uh, in England, in particular, that we're talking about, um, to get a champion dog or bitch, um, you have to be awarded three certificates yeah. and they are to be awarded by three judges. Um, and what happens is, is that uh, you go to the show, you enter your class, and as you've seen here, even though our system's different, the winner of each class goes into what's called the challenge lineup, and that's to get the points to be a champion. And the certificate that you win is called the CC or the challenge certificate. Okay. So basically, that lineup is the challenge, and you're challenging each other for the points to be a champion. Okay. So, so the best one gets it, and then what happens is, is so say it's open dog class, gets to CC, they bring the second place getter of that class in, and that goes in there for reserve challenge certificate. Ah, so that's okay. what the RCC part is. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So what happens is, is that they always have a reserve in case, say, say something happens and the, the CC winner is um, disqualified. Okay. Mm. And the reserve CC would be elevated to the CC. Right. So to read on a bit further, this decision has been taken following extensive consultation by the Kennel Club Show's Liaison Council, formed by representatives from within the show scene and further supported by the show executive committee and the Kennel Club Board. This will mean that from the 1st of July 2023, in order to gain the title of champion, dogs will only need to be awarded three CCs, under, which is what you just said, under three different judges, one of which when the dog is over 12 months of age, or awarded two CCs with one being awarded when the dog is over 12 months of age, in addition to five RCCs awarded from the 1st of July 2023, with the awards coming from seven different judges. Mm. Wow. So it, a lot. Yeah, that seems a lot. <laughs> like so you you need to get is this sort of like a, a thing where people were finding it hard to win three of these challenge certificates and we're getting lots of second places and kind of saying, Well, hang on, our dog's just as good but it keeps coming second. Like where does a change like this come from? Well, I suppose um there's some impression, some discussion that you know it might be the bottom, that it would be making the quality of the champion less. Yeah. But if you look at realistically, you would think, well, yes, the the dog show world is declining. Mm-hmm. Um, England now has a uh, a lot of European dogs come to shows mm-hmm. that will travel over. So, I suppose it's to make it much more inviting and a more opportunity to get an English champion. Um, I myself have imported a dog that had two CCs and three reserves. Okay. Um, and would have liked the third ticket but realised the dog was getting older and that he probably wouldn't have got the reserve, the the, chal- the final ticket, so they sent him anyway. Um, and I have, a, you know, I know another dog that was at two CCs and got killed. Mm. Um, so mm. there's before he got his last ticket that was um, a stock wild colonial boy and and my dog was um, also a dog that you know could have should have been a champion but there was 
not enough time to do that to, before we, we needed him mm. uh, for the breeding program. So um, there are dogs that are worthy and, and I think also um, there's a, like a culture within each breed in that, for example, um, the Stafford world in England have a, an unauthorised, self-proclaimed um, award which is the breed record holder for CC. Now, this isn't an official award, but it's an award that is just being created over time. Around, mm. around the 70s, well, around the 90s, they started saying, well, I've got the breed record holder. And they would keep the dog in the ring for as long as possible so that they would get the most CCs and then advertise it as being, you know, the CC record holder. There's no official... Uh, award for that that was self-proclaimed but people then got on the bandwagon including judges on whether their name was going to be on that list of the record holder mm -hmm. um, so that precluded quite a lot of dogs through those time frames of not being able to become a champion and dogs that were worthy because of this this uh, award that was created within the culture there's other Breeds. Um, a friend of mine was talking to me the other day and said um, that the Dal Dalmatian people in England have a rule once they've got the third ticket, they're out of the ring to give everybody else a go. Ah. So a whole different flip of the coin on the culture within the breed. Yeah, yeah. So I think for when you, you know, drill down, breeds, different breeds have different ways of handling it, but I think for the kennel club they're looking at the preservation of the dog world yep and the encouragement of people to participate and it is quite disappointing when you've got a, a you know a dog on two tickets and um three reserves um on whether you're going to persevere with what you what you're going to do um i mean i've also had English champions and Irish and Australian all-in-one dog. Yeah. Um, so he didn't have that, that issue. But what you've got to remember, too, it's like eras of horses or, you know, rugby players. Or it's also about competition around your time. Mm. And what is uh, you um, compete with. So I think that's what's happened in there. Yeah. But I think it is a, a good thing in that, the um, kennel club are trying to preserve the the dog world itself and encourage people to participate by having opportunity. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of just I'm formulating it like yeah, like you were saying that. So you might have a a particular breed where they they just keep the dog in for longer than they would normally keep it in just to keep winning those CCs. And if you've got a dog who's for all intents and purposes, an excellent dog, but just keeps finishing second to that that other dog. You know, as you said with the Dalmatians, they'll they'll get that dog out quickly. Or you know, you won three 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 CCs. That's it. You don't get to compete anymore. Kind of thing. You're out of the ring. So this is just kind of designed to maybe maybe encourage people to make it a little bit more accessible and to sort of say, well, yeah, look, if if you know. We appreciate that some breeds will will put a, a cap on how many CCs you can win. Some won't. So to make it 
to give you a bit more incentive to actually bring your dogs into the ring and compete, let's say you get five RC reserve challenge certificates, well, you can call your dog a champion dog then. That's right. You also got to remember that in England, there are only so many championship shows. The rest are open shows where you're not awarded championship show points. Right. So what happens is, is that the Kennel Club award clubs their CCs. Mm-hmm. And every time you run a club show, you have to apply to, to award CCs where here it's automatic you, yeah. every show, unless it's an open show. Um, so it's it's also um, they're, they're bringing, bringing in, you know, about the amount of um, shows. And, I mean, when you think about how many shows where Staffords can get CCs, there's not a lot, mm. which in in real terms would bring, would, would you would think would bring the quality of the dog up because mm-hmm. there should be fewer that could compete at that level. Mm. But that's not always the case. There's other factors involved, as I said, for, for our breed. Um, once a dog gets on a on a roll and starts winning the CCs and it's headed towards having more CCs than anything else, well, mm. then that's when that comes into play. And anything around that's half decent is not going to have a go at all. Mm. So I get that. Give them the reserve seats. I mean, five reserves are hard to get as well. Yeah, I would have thought that's pretty high. Yes, it is. I think it is. And I think, I mean, with, um, you know, when you've got a reserve dog, sometimes you get a dog and it just keeps getting reserved. We call it the bridesmaid dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Is that the, the way they say Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, um, at the end of the day, it's a matter of the dog um, just can't crack it. And sometimes it's... Not always, as I say, due to the fact that the dog doesn't deserve it. But mm. on the other hand, it's also about bringing, um, you know, are you bringing the level of quality of dog down? Mm. Well, I don't think so. I think five reserves is a lot of reserves under five different judges. Mm. So this this decision, will it filter down through to Australia? Like we were talking about the point system. What? Explain that point system to us again. Well, it, it can't filter down because ours is a totally different system. It's a point system. Yeah. And what happens is is that um, you go to the show and um, you get six points for being there and then one for each dog. If you win the dog challenge, then when you go in for best of breed, if you get best of breed, you also get the bitches points. Oh. But you can't get more than 25 in a day. Okay. And if you get the best in group, that means the best of the terrier group yep. or whatever group you're in, yeah. then what happens is is that you will get uh, 25 points as long as there's enough dogs in the group to give you 25 points. Uh-huh. Because you you were saying off air that it's, um, you get a point for each dog that you beat. Yes. Yeah. And so the the total point to be an Australian champion is 100 points. But if you continue showing and you aim for 1,000 points and that gets you to be a grand champion. Wow. How long would that take, like like realistically? Well, I think I mentioned in another podcast how um, you can work it out mathematically 
um, basically, wow. even if you went the min the minimum amount of, of say six points, how many shows you would have to go to to get a hundred, how many you'd have to get a thousand, and then you would you know strategically work how you would do that. Mm. So that's what um, you've talked about before, like you work out your campaign and how yeah how long that would be, and then and then if this show's going to have fifty dogs in the group. I need 25 points. If I get everything I need, I can get the maximum 25 points in that. So mm. I could realistically well, do 20 shows and, and get my 1,000 points. Yes, if the dogs are there. So in the old days, not so long ago, you would know <laughs> that you would, um, like, we took pride in making our dogs up in four best in groups. Yeah. Right? And we knew there would be 25 dogs there. You didn't even have to think about how many. Yeah. But because of the decline in numbers, that's not as simple to work out now. Yeah. So you have to sort of gauge what's usually entered. Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, I think in a couple of places over the last few weeks, there's only been two Staffords entered. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You could, you could roll up and think there's going to be 20 dogs there and there'll only be two. That's right. And the thing is, is that also... Um, there's a lot of shows, so people can go in all directions to get their point. Mm. Yeah. So unlike England, of which there's just a, a certain amount of shows and it's it's more difficult to get the CCs, they take pride in that their, their, their champions are more worthy due to their system. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, I think from our my view is, is that the systems are totally different. Um, and so... We take pride in the fact that we don't just beat our breed, we breed, we beat our group. So we're the best of a lot of breeds as well. Mm. Feel, feels like that. I, mean, I, I see where they're coming from, I see where we're coming from, but it's sort of like I wonder, you know, it probably feels like that you'd need to have a, a bit about the quality of the dogs as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if it, England might have better quality Staffords. They might have lesser quality Staffords. And you could enter a show and, and, you know, it's a smaller show, but there's 10 dogs that aren't as good or 10 first-time dogs or 10 whatever, you know, you could quite easily accumulate those points. So both systems feel like they don't – they're good, but they don't have – they're not perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. They are – I, I don't know that, that because of the decline of entries, yeah. whether the systems even work anymore. Yeah. Mm. But see, for mm. England, it's they've got Europe to come over and participate now. Yeah. It's not like they've just got England participating. They've got quality dogs coming from Europe. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. and they, they come over and compete at the, to try and make their dog an English champion yeah. as well as, you know... A, a European champion of whatever, you know, like when you're over there each, as you know, like it's like the countries are like driving to a different state for us. Yeah. So, you know, they can make their champion up as, as multiple champions easily yeah. and then they would like an English championship. So they don't, England doesn't just compete with themselves anymore. They have an international competition where because we're down the bottom of the world, and our quarantine rules and all those things, mm. we can do that unless we bring in imports, of which people aren't doing as much because of the um, changes in the legislations and the importation mm. rules that's 
harder. I remember you talking about that in previous podcasts that mm. we've done. Mm. Yeah. It's really hard, you know, you can't you can't bring puppies in anymore or anything like that. They have to be, you know, older dogs. You can't technically, by, they, by the time they do all their vaccinations, they're at least eight months before they can even think about coming. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, there's no incentive to bring a, a dog down here and try and win anything because you're just too time-consuming. Well, you can bring an adult dog. Yeah. As usual, it's always been very difficult. They're very expensive to yep. purchase dogs. Yeah. Um, and uh, then the, on top of that is the, you know, it's not like we're going to go to America and get on the plane and put the dog on with us. We have to go through quarantine mm-hmm. and all those things, which are only 10 days, but, um, you know, the cost is quite prohibitive to some people. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You're going to spend thousands of dollars to go to America to win bugger all of the dog shit like you know you're not you're not going to probably recoup your cost in the prize money let's put it that way there is no prize money so no (laughs) (laughs) here's the other thing i was thinking before as well like if you're in if you know you're living in london and you're doing the european dog show circuit like i'm just traveling to paris this weekend to do a dog show versus like where are you going this weekend to do a dog show aubrey wodonga (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, nothing well, against the good people of Albury Wodonga, but do, do you know what I mean? Like, it, yes, I'm off to Amsterdam next weekend, and then we're doing Berlin the week after that. <laughs> Versus, well, I don't think I don't think they're as romantic about it, though. Adam. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think it's our idea of it is oh, more yeah. romantic. <laughs> Probably so. Yeah, right. I think they think, oh yeah, I've got to go to Paris. <laughs> yeah. that's like that's like the time I was watching that House Hunters International, you know, where they show people the houses, and you see they're in like Berlin and Johannesburg and all that sort of stuff. And then one day they did an episode where they're up the road here in Voyager Point and Illawong. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not international. That's Illawong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they must think the same about their place. Yeah. Probably, they, they say, would. I'd say so. I'd say. So. Can I just say Illawong is lovely? So. Yeah, we love Illawong. Yes, yeah, no, we love it, and we love Albury Wodonga as, as much as we love Berlin and Paris. We've never been there, but we don't know. Um, so it's 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 fascinating. So realistically, for anyone that's listening to this, that that move from the Kennel Club is an attempt to make the dog world a bit more accessible and to encourage people in. You know, is there? Could we do something equivalent, or we kind of already? Let's not mess with our system. It it probably, you know, it's not going to create a grand champion, but it will encourage people to actually participate to try and get some of those points. Um. Well, no. There's lots of discussion here about how things are managed, and you know, a lot of people say there's too many shows. Um. You know, there's a supreme champion as well. As a grand champion, a supreme champion, can't remember what the rules for that are exactly, but, you know, you have to have best in show all breeds and quite a few other things apart from the titles. Yeah. I think it also comes back to, and everybody does this around the world, they create their own titles, like I Mm. said about the record holder. Um, You know, people here do the same thing. They write an ad and say they're, you know, they're the biggest winning such and such at the moment, you know, best, you know, top winning bitch at the moment. And mm. when you have a look at the point score system, they're number seven. Mm. Mm. Um, so it's always about, you know, advertising and that's always been the case. But um, it's like, you know, we're running a show in August and our 
We all have, you know, the cassette will be available at Spring Fair, the F20. Now, they're legitimate awards and titles from other countries, Europe and Africa. Um, only people that are FCI judges or Asian judges can award those awards. So, that's our best down to Australia legitimate um, titles from other countries for incentives. Um, and they get CC and things like that. So that's that's very important that we do that. Can you hear that? What? Like the C. The C? The C in it. It's better. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Cut that out. Can you? Sorry. Yeah, cut that out. Um, but, yeah, so it's just about having legitimate awards and I think if people stuck to the fact that they are legitimate awards and aim for them, we'd be better off. We'd be better off. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we fabricate awards to suit ourselves. And, I mean, they do it in everything. They do it in mm. football and, you know, this, this person, you know, kicked the most tries, mm. um, all this kind of stuff. They create their own... Um, award system. Actually, it sounds a bit like professional wrestling, where okay. where you, you know I mean, it's all predetermined, but you'll often see it. Like, for example, there's a, a company that started up a few years ago, started out with a couple of championship awards, but as the company grew and there were more people in the company, what they need in that situation is more championships, so to speak. For the people to compete for, otherwise you've got fifty wrestlers. Because not every person can compete for the championship, so you've got fifty wrestlers walking around doing nothing or, or just wrestling for the sake of wrestling. So to kind of a legitimize legitimize it, but also b kind of make it interesting, give there a bit, create a bit of drama or create a bit of interest, get you know a bit of opportunity for people to compete again, for lack of a better word, for something they create these things. So it's sort of. That's the parallel I'm drawing, like, you know, like, oh, well, hang on a second. We need more championships for dogs to compete with because if we've got more championships, we'll get more dogs, and if we get more dogs, we'll, you know, that's a good thing. Well, uh, my personal opinion is more shows, you break up the competition, so no dogs no dogs really meet, and therefore you're not lifting the bench of quality. Yeah. That's that's what the impact's been as far as I, I'm concerned. Yeah. Because if you if you've got a whole lot of dogs that are are not top quality and they can go anywhere and get titles, mm-hmm. it would lower the quality of the dog because you wouldn't need to strive so hard to get. Yeah. That's in this country anyway. Um, you know, I, I, in in the UK, it is a thrilling thing to win a CC. I've handled a dog to a CC in the UK at Southern Counties. Yeah. Um, it was the thrill of my life. Hmm. I absolutely was thrilled to death. And um, it was a, a beautiful dog who already had his title. It was his fourth C, and they never showed him after that again. Wow. Um, English champion Bonzeri's Kelly Boy. He was a gorgeous dog, Bradley. And um, I think uh, from memory, I was the first outsider to ever win a CC in England because they're very hard to win from the outside. Yeah. So... Um, it was um, was a thrill and a half. So I can understand over there how much they are thrilled when they they get the CC with their dog, um, mm. and how much they want the CCs. Yeah. So it's hotly contested. 
So mm. I suppose they think that if they're, some people think, well, you know, if you, you, you have reserves that they shouldn't count, but they'll get used to it quickly. I mean, it's about change. Nobody likes change. No. No. And, and particularly, you know, the English are particularly upset when it's their thing that they're changing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, we see it in the cricket and all sorts of things. They were a bit unhappy when things were changed. Yeah. Um, so um, some people just don't like change. Um, others embrace it. Mm. And, and I do believe there, pe- there are people in England that are brace- embracing it and can see the good. And, I mean, how many changes have come through Staffords over the years where things have changed? Mm. So, um, I mean, the dogs themselves have changed. Mm. So they're not—they're not they're like the original dogs of the original standard. So, you know, that's just—that's just how the world works. But I, I don't think it's a negative thing for England. I think it, it'll be a positive thing um, because, you know, as I say, uh, in the past I've had people when I've been in England bring their dog who was a record holder and, and say to myself and, and my family that was with me, um, "I just wanted to show you this dog. He's the—he's the record holder." And you probably don't like him, but he is the record holder. And my answer to that was, well, he's a very—he's got very nice things about him. Mm-hmm. Yes, but probably in the long run, they're probably at the time in that generation there were probably better or equal dogs as that dog. Mm-hmm. So I think that 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 was the case. That you know, um, and I know judges over that period they would decide whether they would be getting on the on the record holder list or they were not. Mm. It was quite fun to listen to, actually. Um, so it was a bit political, that comes down to, doesn't it? Yeah. Everything's political if you... <laughs> when you yes, when that's you right. draw it yeah. back. Well, there's a, oh, there's a lot of... Th- I always When I go to a dog show, I always stand back and there's a lot of things pointing to the centre and if one thing's not pointing that way, well, then... You know, it's like everything in life. Everything's got to be, you know, you've got to have the vibe and you've got to be, in, you know, calm and have be centred and mm. have all, all, your, all your ducks in a row, as they say. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting, like, we see examples of that, like you're talking about lots of really good dogs out there. I mean, we see it in, in the sporting world all the time. You'll see... You know, there was a guy named Stuart McGill who was a fantastic spin bowler and he would have been the best spin bowler in the world, except there was also a bloke named Shane Keith Warren who was pretty bloody good as well. And, you you know, Stuart McGill was a great spin bowler, but he came through in an era where there was a guy named Warren and you just couldn't compete, you know. And I suspect that there's probably lots of dogs that are really lovely dogs. But if you've got another dog who's just dominating everything, you know... It, it stands to reason that you then at least give those other dogs an opportunity to, to be recognised for what they are. Yeah, see, it's everybody's got a, a exactly right, a different opinion about it. For me, if I couldn't break through, I would be striving for a better dog. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the, that's the other thing as well. If you can't, if you're not working with that dog, go get a better dog. That's right. Strive but for still a better love dog. your other dog. Yeah, we all we all love the original dog. That's right. I mean, it's not ugly or anything. You know, we love him to death, and it's not even about that. But Mm. if you're of a competitive nature, your thing would be: well, 
okay, if I'm going to break through this, I need to either get a better dog or do something to campaign this dog over the top of the other dog. Mm. Mm. So, you know, I think we've talked about, you know, plans and strategies and campaigning dogs and all that kind of stuff. It's not just like, well, we walk in and get three cc's. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to work towards it. Mm. I I, I guess if you're in it for the, like, if you're sort of a serious dog person, which... You know, you are the people that you associate with. I mean, we've spoken to a few people through you who have been in this world for 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. You know, you don't view it as a, you know, I'll go and buy this dog and I'll win championships with it. You get a dog and if it's not good enough, well, you make, as Bob said, you make a plan and you breed and you get the dog you want. You know, you, you talk. Did to, I say that? <laughs> well, you said you said made a plan. Oh yeah. But you plan and you breed and you you play the long game. You go well, right. Let's have a five year plan, <laughs> and then in five years, when I've gone through the process I need to go through to get the correct dog, then let's start winning championships. Yeah, there's there's definitely that way of doing it. There are other people in other countries that do buy the top dogs. Yeah. Um, have the money to to bring them in and campaign them and. And win in the rugby um, league. In the rugby league world, that's called the Sydney Roosters. <laughs> oh, luck to them! <laughs> no, they just <laughs> buy the best. Pl- they just buy the best players, right? Yeah, that's right. When yeah. you know Penrith bring them up through the nursery. Um, Actually, that's no, that's it's not a bad anomaly. That's not a, you've got. A, yeah. There's a champion team there now that have been breeding for about ten or twelve years. That's right. They, they came through the nursery. They absolutely they did. All played together as little kids. Yep. And and. Uh, and they've evolved to this. Yeah. Um, so, so that is a good analogy where it's it's been sheer hard work, determination and grit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to get there. And um, the other ones just went, oh, we'll, we'll pluck a few feathers here and put them together and make a chalk. That's it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, we didn't want to get on the football. Oh, we need a rugby league podcast now. This is fantastic. <laughs> I, that, I am going to use that quote. That is brilliant. But 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 in my mind, in my mind, that's what it is. In my mind, that's exactly what it is. It is, and we we know that you know those that core of that that Penrith group have been playing together since they were fourteen, fifteen. Since for people that understand these terms, Harold Matthews and SG Ball years, and as you said, they've come through and and. I see that as being the dog equivalent. Yeah, you, like you, 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 you plan, you, you breed, you, you know, you look at another dog. Yeah, right. That's the dog I want, and you breed that with your dog, and you get what you, you, you ultimately get the dog you want. But you've worked really hard to get that dog, and then you reap the rewards of that work. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Rather than just plucking a few feathers, <laughs> putting making a joke, making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> But um, sorry. But um, I just love how it matches with the roosters. You know, you were just mentioning <laughs> it before. That was de- that was deliberate, Bob. I, I know. <laughs> I know. You so so good. <laughs> uh, was but perfect. yeah, but it is the case, and you know, I don't have anything against people who um, do bring a dog in and, and show it and everything else because. At the end of the day, for my view, it's lifting the standard of the breed yeah. and and bringing the level higher for people to compete with. And of course, that dog will be at stud. Yeah. So, if people want to use it, they to improve their lines. Well, that's a good thing too. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it's a winner and a champion 
to myself is irrelevant. Yeah. Though there are lots of people around the world who will only use English champions or champions. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of good dogs throughout the world that are not used that should be used that go perfectly with their bitches and they have no concept of what they're doing, so they don't know that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, you've spoken about this before. I feel like that's just like just knowing what you're doing, isn't it? You know, it's it's it's... Yeah, you know, knowing what what a good dog looks like, and and probably having that sense more than other people. Mm. Well, there was a, a time where, you know, you did, even ourselves, we made sure that our dogs were champions when we used them. Mm. Um, we wouldn't not use a dog if it wasn't a champion if we needed to do that. Mm. Uh, but you know, people did rely a lot on the fact they were champions. I think that's been dispelled a bit, especially with all the different. Um, types of you know dogs out there now mm. um but you know the thing is is that you do like to have a champion um a a, a, a grand champions a dog when people campaign it a lot more than they normally would as a champion they just go to more shows mm. yeah you you don't necessarily well as we established you don't necessarily have a better dog you've just been to more shows well yes and mm. but I, I suppose the more shows you go to Technically, you should be um, beating more dogs, and therefore, mm. you know, perhaps you should have a a better quality dog. But you know, as we're saying, the numbers mm. are declining, so it's getting more difficult mm. as well. So, I, and you know, it's a bit divided because there's so many shows. Mm. So, I, I think England's got a good idea. When I I read about the fact that. Um, in 20, they said that uh, if your show wasn't attracting enough dogs, you would need to amalgamate with another club. Um, mm. But to get to, to, they had the right idea that you needed to have an entry to have a CC. You can't beat nothing. Mm. 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 I don't. I agree with that. Yeah. So you you can't roll up and just go. Oh well, I'm the only one. That's right, six points, and yeah. how I think we worked it out, how many six points to get 100. Yeah. Um, so, and, um, but we've also got to keep in mind when we do these calculations, there are breeds that have always, you know, they're called minority breeds. They may have um, newly been brought to Australia and there's only a couple of them, or on the other side of the coin, they're, they've declined in numbers and there's only yeah. a couple of them because of that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we've got to take into account that those dogs also um, need to be uh, accepted and be able to have a way of being a champion. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can't imagine, We at the very top we talked about, Buddy Holly, I can't imagine there's too many of that breed in Australia. Like, I can't imagine that's a... There's a few. Yeah, I can't imagine. But there's not hundreds, no. Yeah, they're like... If you weighed up that versus a Stafford, I'm sure there's more Staffords in there. Is that so? That's what I'm saying. Like I'm agreeing that, you know, if you had that particular dog and turned up to a dog show, you're probably going to win best in breed. Yeah, well, there's about. Or uh, you're going to do well. <laughs> well, you know, you can get half a dozen or more. There's, they have their specialty shows. They get quite a few, but they come from all over Australia hmm. to get the number. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very, once again, very interesting, fascinating stuff, like really honestly, because it's just, it, I never for a second considered the the machinations of this and how it would actually work, you know, 
I think you just mm. turn up at a show, win the best. That's it. Yeah, I think I think it's um, you know it's it's a, to make it it's a bit of a um, like a, a strategy to get to be a champion. You know, people have to work out how to get there. Some people just rock up to see what happens. Yeah. But you know, if you're seriously campaigning a dog and got a campaign worked out, well, then basically, you know, that would be the first thing you need to do is get the title. Mm. Um, then, of course, you know, you're looking at. Um, best in shows and, and things like that. Mm. So that's why they they're brought in the supreme champion. Mm. But you know, but as I say in every second sentence is, is that it's the it's worrying that the numbers are declining everywhere yeah. around the world, everywhere. Yeah. Well, uh, kudos to the Kennel Club for trying something, and we'll sit back and watch it and monitor the situation and see. If it actually does create a little bit more interest and, and get people back into wanting to show dogs or or get those people who, I mean, the people we're talking to, which are the people that are sitting on the cusp of this world, saying, oh, I don't know if I should or if I will or I won't, maybe they'll look at it now and say, well, yeah, actually, I, I could could actually stand a bit of a chance here and I might actually have a crack at it. And So hopefully it does what they want it to do, which is get people into the, the dog show world and... Um, We'll sit back and watch it and see. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to watch how it pans out in in the UK. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but there will be it'll be interesting because um, you know they are proce- even though it's July one they are processing them mm. and uh, you know and I think it was an interesting comment uh, that our friend John Ryder made in that um, you know uh, the people who are against it are they going to when they're handling other people's dogs are they going to refuse the re- Five reserves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like you're obviously going to take the awards, and the dog's going to be made up. So yeah, you know, you need you need to move with the times, really. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So nobody's going to. But as I say, five reserves are hard to get as well. Yeah. So we. T- I initially thought, oh, that that's going to be interesting, and then there's the point of they have to be twelve months to get this one of the CCs or. The second CC of the two in the reserves, yeah, uh, and you know that's also a, a reason for that. We we had it as well, where you know you might have a really great puppy, um, and by the time it gets to twelve months, something goes wrong, its mouth goes, or something, mm. which you know turns where it can't win, mm-hmm. and it's a champion, and it technically shouldn't be, um, because it really needs to have been awarded a, a CC after. It's finished, mm. if you know what I mean. All the things that can go wrong do settle. Yeah, mm. after it's an adult dog, so to speak. Yeah, mm. and it stopped stopped its gangles or, you know, you get some dogs that are very mature and they look like full-grown dogs before they're 12 months old. Mm. Mm. And mm. then what will happen is after 12 months old, as they get to two, they turn coarse. Mm. Right. So they're not going to win, are they, after that? So you've made yourself a puppy champion, really. Yeah. But, you know, they haven't mentioned in the UK there's another award that you get for young dogs. It's called Junior Warrant. Okay. So before those those ages, it's it's a puppy thing where you get uh, so many awards and you become a Junior Warrant. And so some dogs are Junior Warrants and never become champions. Mm. But it's pretty rare that happens. Most yeah. of the dogs we've brought out have been Junior Warrants and champions. Yeah. yeah. Really? Mm. So it sort of usually follows you. Fortunately, mm. 
Well, maybe, you know, you're pointing out that the dog gets past the 12-month mark and something goes wrong, but maybe the person wins a bunch of things when it's a puppy and says, oh, well, I've won a a heap of things. I don't need to win anymore. I'm done. Yep. Let's retire on top. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then they, you know, either toddle off into the sunset or they think, oh, I might give this another go and get another dog or get a bitch or whatever continue on because i quite enjoyed that that was great yeah exactly Hmm. well this this is a bit of a special edition that we're doing tonight and uh it's going to be put up earlier than our our regular um program (laughs) and uh so also you know we'd be happy for anyone if you had your own uh comments or anything you wanted to make that you wanted um let us know how you feel about these these changes over in yeah. England as well. Um, so, if you have any comments to make, then come through to the um, to the dog show show message. Is that what's the message? Do you just go into message? Just go into Facebook? the Facebook page and slide into onto our DMs. Onto the Facebook. Onto, onto the Facebook. <laughs> go on. Jeez, you just Sli- aged yourself there. You sound oh, like no. your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you can can DM us on Facebook. She did that deliberately. He's a very tech smart woman, I'll have you all know. Thank you. (laughs) 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 Thanks, thanks, Silent, because I have to go to sleep tonight. Okay. All right. Aww. We'll let you go. And um, And, um, also, there was a few gremlins in our system earlier tonight, so. Apologies. If you, if you can hear some little <laughs> going on, then that's the uh, the gremlins at it. Yeah. But a, we fixed it by the end, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we got there. Yeah. yeah there you always go. do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. All right. Stay. Have a good night. You too. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>